0: If you're not doing anything this weekend, come to Ronan Expo in Little Tokyo. We're going to have our own panel there, Unnecessary Debates, Part 2. <laughs> 6 o'clock. Check out Facebook. Yeah. Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. Welcome once again to another episode of Indie Comics. I'm your host, Tyler, a crusader for creator-owned work in comics. There are fine gems to be found at your local comic book shop, so let's go searching for them. And who is with me today? Well, this is Jeff. You guys all know me. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Welcome back, Jeff. And we are here at an awesome restaurant. where We just had a lovely dinner. And we are sitting here with the... Hi, uh, hi, guys.
1: I'm Michael Tanner. I am co-creator of Junior Braves of the Apocalypse from Oni Press. Woohoo!
0: And we have picked Junior Braves. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Junior Braves against the he Apocalypse. He just said it right Junior right Braves of, of the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse. That's what it was. I'm so sorry. That's I wrote right. down just Junior Braves because I, like, I had the rest of it memorized. You know, that's what could...
1: we kind of say. We just call it Junior Braves.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like because like when I was doing research and I was... Writing the article today, I was like Junior Braves of, uh, of Tribe sixty five, and I was like, I love that. That is their tribe. I love. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. See, I remember the like the yeah. even, like the the smaller part of it. I don't yeah. know. What's wrong with me? I, I guess. Help. And
1: you know, we do run into the problem <laughs> if you Google Junior Braves. Like apparently, like the Braves baseball team like have a junior. Oh, like, really? Club, so it's like the Junior Braves, and Screw it's like the Atlanta Braves, and I'm like baseball. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> cares about baseball. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> RBIs. I don't even know what that is. RBI. I have no. What is that? Runs batted Runs in. Runs batted right? in. Oh. I, I don't really understand <laughs> what it means.
0: I have no idea. All righty. Well, okay. Well, let's <laughs> start off with. Junior Braves of the Apocalypse. I got it. Finally, you got (laughs) it right. I had Junior Braves Tribe 65 in my mind. Um, uh, So so what is the comic about?
1: So Junior Braves of the Apocalypse is a young adult survival horror graphic novel (laughs) series about the Junior Braves, who are an outdoor wilderness organization like the Boy Scouts, but not the Boy Scouts. The Junior (laughs) Braves go on a week-long camping trip where they learn all sorts of fun outdoor wilderness skills. They have a great time. But when they return to their small town, the zombie mutant apocalypse has happened. Fun. The ta- yeah. The town is destroyed. <laughs> their families are missing. So now they have to use all of their junior brave skills to survive in this dangerous new world. So, oh, a so
2: for a change, we actually have some people who are prepared for an apoc- apocalyptic event.
1: They are a little bit prepared, but they are kids. So you know a lot, oh, okay. not, not a lot of people take them seriously. And most of the adults that they run into at this point have gone insane. Okay. Um, so that's always a fun thing for kids to deal with.
0: Yeah. Awesome uh, and what inspired did you actually do the book
1: uh the- like I love zombie fiction, like zombie fiction is one of my one of my big things um but the actual the the main idea came from the co-creator Greg Smith, where uh, I happened to be riding in a car with um a guy named charlie chu who eventually became the editor of this book but it oh, was cool <laughs> i was riding in a car with him we were on our way we were on a road trip to las vegas and greg texted me the idea which was just boy scouts versus zombies scouts go on a camping trip when they come back zombie apocalypse has happened and i read that te- <laughs> i read that that text out loud and charlie was like that's awesome you guys should like write that up as a pitch and we did awesome
2: that's great yeah
0: so, <laughs> so cool. really, it's,
1: it's all about the right place, right time, yes. with the right text from a friend.
0: Yeah, right? That's oh, all yeah. you need. I just need to start texting, like, just random things to my friends until one day something catches on. Eventually, and, something will and then. Gel. I have it, and then you, but then the thing is that you have it in your phone, so if they try to kick you out, then you'd be like, no. I'm scared, no, You I'm have joking. the evidence. Yeah, you have but the evidence. The, but <laughs>
1: the trick is you have to read every text out loud That's just true. in case yes, someone right? hears it. It's true. And like, That's very true. You know, you're, at, you're in line at the movies. You get a text from a friend. Read it out loud. You never right? know. There's a producer who might be looking for a hot new property. My grandma made pancakes. Exactly. They're going to be like, Nope, done. <laughs> grandma pancakes. Write that up. Yeah. I want an outline on my desk next week.
0: 5.30 Five Five We're going to create line.
1: a pancake shared universe.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Versus the waffles. Uh, All righty.
2: All right, and next, um, how did you approach Oni when, when, when going through with this?
1: That's a, the, that is kind of the lucky part, is at that time, Mr. Charlie Chu was not working in comics. He's actually working in Hollywood, but he was about to leave Hollywood to go be an editor at Oni
2: Press. Oh, okay.
1: We knew each other from something completely unrelated, which was Roller Derby. Um, oh, okay. And that's actually where we, we were on our way to the roller derby convention in Las Vegas when, the, when the fateful text I was, came. I'm, we're going to ask you about that's that. That's actually what bit. I was going to
2: ask right yeah. there. Yeah. So
1: it was, he needed projects to bring with him when he was coming as an editor. He's like, I want to have some developed ideas that I can come in and I can pitch like the editorial staff that I want to <laughs> have something good. Right. Yeah. So it was, that was the foot in the door cool. was being very lucky to know someone who was going to work in the industry. Yeah. And then right place, right time. Right place, right time with the right text. But then we had to, because the, the staff at oni had no idea who we were although for the most part i had done a short in an anthology that oni had done a couple years earlier which was about roller derby so that was also they're like oh that roller derby guy um (laughs) so like oh you can write other stuff non-roller derby related so we still had to get (laughs) how is this possible a writer who can write other things wow we (laughs) could they kind of just thought i was a one-trick pony i guess um <laughs> but but so, like we that was the foot in the door, but we still had to prove it by like turning in a solid pitch, and like,, yeah. this is the book, these are the characters, these are the arcs, like this is um, how we want it structured. We originally pitched it as a monthly. But they were quite honest, and they're like, "No one wants to buy a monthly from someone that like no one's heard of you guys." So they're like, "Oh, let's let's." They would rather take the chance on doing a graphic novel series because there's there's a different market and a more
0: robust world. It's unfortunate, but sometimes it actually works a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. And we and
2: we've talked about that like in 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 other episodes as well. It's it's a much different world as uh, from going from an ongoing or trying to do like an actual graphic novel. And I think doing this, you actually did the right approach. I think by doing that, I think it really. Was the smart move? So, yeah, definitely. And um, how did you get started in writing comics?
1: Um, I've always okay. Oh, so I've always loved comics. Obviously, thank Every, you. Everyone knows so, comics. So have I. Uh, I think we really what? love them here. You love comics, yes, right? You love well, you tell comics.
0: Him? You mean, like, strips? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I, I love the oh.
1: Sunday comics. So yeah. like the <laughs> the
0: Lockhorns sh- are my favorite.
1: <laughs> oh, man, and Calvin and Hobbes. Like, this is no knock to Calvin and Hobbes, no. but honestly, I roll my <laughs> eyes whenever anyone is like, oh, comics, I love Calvin and Hobbes. I'm yeah. like, oh, Jesus. Oh, come um, on. You know what? Like, I get they're in it. the realm. They're it. in the yeah. realm. So, they're in the realm, yes. That's what but, so <laughs> I've loved comics, and I've always been a writer, like, my whole life, like, writing awful short stories. Uh-huh. Uh, but I... and like writing plays and stuff but i came to la because i wanted to specifically get into television um and that did not happen yeah Um, same here i i I like to blame the writer strike um, Uh, because like honestly like that was the point where i had the tiniest bit of interest in me as a writer um where i i like to say I could have gotten a really good assistant writing job on a sci-fi series or like something on WGN. Like yeah. not a, like really great, but like not a big deal. Like yeah. I could have maybe gotten it's that job. It's a in the door. It's, it's... In the door. And then the writer strike happened and literally everyone I knew in the television industry either got out, like literally like I knew writers, staff writers who were like, F this, I'm quitting. Like I'm going to go teach yeah. English in Minnesota. Like literally, people left shit. the industry, or the few executives that I knew moved beyond my ability to reach them.
0: Oh um, yeah. So yeah. it's like,
1: oh well, well, what's Plan B? And for a really long time, kind of Plan B was just focusing on roller derby, which is not a money making <laughs> venture. But <laughs> so, yeah. how, it, how it came is that um, Oni announced that they were doing an anthology about roller derby where the gimmick was that all the stories were going to be written by people in roller derby and then drawn by, like, comic artists. Right, right. Um, and it was open submissions. Um, so I submitted a story that was about, like, the referees because I was a referee. Um, and it got accepted. And so that was my first, like, published comics work. That's so awesome. <laughs> was, like, doing it, like, really, this and, this and it taught me, actually, a big lesson about comics. And the biggest lesson is that the artist is not in your head. Yeah. So my yeah. script, like, I thought it was very clear. And, like, I thought I had outlined the panels. Like, I Googled comic scripts. I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I had done it correctly. Um, but then, <laughs> the, apparently, the art came back, and the editor um emailed me was like, hey, um we got the art back, but um can you maybe take a look at it and rework your script? Because the art didn't fit the story at all. Like it like it, there there was a little bit and this is I might get in trouble because I can't, I'm friends of a friend of the artist, although I've never spoken to the artist. Um, I think he kind of like half read the script. Because uh, I'm like I don't even know where he was thinking the the word balloons would go, um, so I had to like rewrite the script. Ba- yeah. I had to do it like mar- old old school Marvel style where I had to write this. <laughs> I had to like rework the script to fit the art. Oh. Um, so that was a valuable lesson. But yeah, that was my first uh, comics work. But you're proud of it, right? I I am because <laughs> when
0: for I, I will edit I, this out. Don't worry. Well, no, no. I, <laughs> like
1: what I my first draft was was this kind of passionate and very clever like story about the referees and the referees um position and importance in the sport of roller derby but then based on the art it became this kind of poetic ode to the referee like it was a little bit more like a little poetic and like yeah a little more frou-frou Ode to me yeah it's like oh (laughs) we we come together as a team blah blah blah. um so I'm a disney
0: sports film then yes okay
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm proud of th- I'm proud that it was done. Um, I'm proud that it's in there. I'm I'm happy at least you're brave. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it got to you where you are now.
1: Yes, because uh, yeah. It, then I started becoming more interested in in comic stuff and started writing comic scripts for fun without yeah. any idea of like doing them or doing stuff. Like I wrote like I wrote a four page Marvel Quicksilver limited series that I knew would never see the light of day. I just wanted to write. Yeah. Like. A Quicksilver limited series. So I was right. like, "What do I want to have happen to this character at this point?"
2: <laughs> um, Did you submit it?
1: No, no, because I was like, I don't, I don't know how that Why works. Not? Yeah. It was very timely. It had to do with the superhero registration act. It was
0: all about like oh. that kind of. Oh,
1: so it would have fit into Civil War. Type yeah, stuff, like yeah. post Civil War one. But, but see,
0: like yeah. stuff like that. I think like they should still at least put things out there. Like, why not? Especially now that you know they're doing whatever they're doing. But that's not about indie comics. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah let's, exactly. go, let's go back Sorry. to the indies. Yeah, we've been we were sitting at the table like talking for like hours and probably two hours. Um, I don't even know what time it is. Okay, so how did you and your writing partner Greg Smith kind of come together, and how did you guys kind of bounce? I, ideas off each other and exactly get to what the comic is today uh we 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 use
1: a lot of Google docs um, we kind of share documents and kind of just throw ideas onto the Google Doc and then kind of discuss okay. them yeah we either do it like skype sessions or phone or screen share uh, basically when we write together usually I'm typing and we're doing a screen share so we can see what I'm writing oh, and then we're yeah. talking
2: um, good collaboration that
1: way yeah so like a a lot of kind of the characters were kind of based on what, like our own experiences and what we thought played into like what would be interesting character dynamics. Yeah. Um, was, I'm a big fan of Marv Wolfman. Um, ah, yes. Oh, I love he, Wolfman. He does, or he used to do at San Diego Comic-Con, he used to do these writing panels uh, and he talked a lot about, especially how it played into Teen Titans, was kind of character triangles. Like characters needed to have like two things in common, and kind of cr- to create these kind of character dynamics huh, and team right. dynamics. Yeah, and use and we use that immensely. We're like, okay, like in in creating the characters and what the characters' personalities were and what they stood for and what oh, they wanted. That is so cool.
0: That is actually really like, good okay. advice. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's like this because essentially what it does is it, it lets you be able to write a scene between any of your characters and have it be interesting because yeah. either they're opposed to something... And It
0: helps you write the dialogue itself. Yeah. It's just like, Why, or they, or they, they agree
1: on something. So it's be like, yeah. oh, these two... Ca- like, uh, one of the characters, Lucas, Lucas is very stubborn, um, but he's also, like, very loyal. So when he has a conversation with Travis, one of the other characters in Junior Braves, who's also very stubborn, it's because... They're, so their dynamic is that they're going to butt heads because they're both stubborn. Yeah, um, right. And then... Another character might also be shy and shares, like, a character with another shy character. So, like, conversations between them are going to be more guarded. They're going to be, yeah, know, they're they're not going to be as open. So it gives you a good way to always be able to play something in a scene. Um, I've never heard story of forward. that. It and is it's it's amazing. Is, honestly, probably the best, like, comic book team writing advice I've ever heard. I mean, that could heard. be used on everything. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I use Like, I use it for, like, like um, short
0: stories and, like, novellas yeah. and stuff. Like just especially a play, like you're saying. You said yeah. you were doing playwright. Yeah, I, I used so. to
1: long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> a long time ago.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah,
1: that's awesome. I don't I don't remember what the original question was, but uh, I think that was oh, no, oh, yeah. how we work together. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's how that's usually how Greg and I work together, and y'all are friends. Um, and yeah, we've known each other for uh, since I think sophomore year in college. We went to college together. Oh wow, and we've actually been like writing things together. <laughs> Almost that entire time. Which now, to g- tell you how old I am, I, that was, we've known each other for probably 18 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. You're young. <laughs> I'm 38 years old. Wow.
2: That's not bad. You are one year older than me, my friend. All right. Well, so, hey, I tell
1: you, when you turn 38, everything goes to shit. <laughs> Everything, oh,
2: man. Like just, just make Life it. You, you make Seriously. a doctor's
1: appointment the day after your 38th birthday oh. and get like a full body scan, so they can just tell you what's wrong with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, tell, you tell me this. Congratulations, three months away from my birthday, dude. I, I will it's, be. I will be 38 birthday. in three
1: months. I, I have a sleep apnea machine now. I sleep oh. with a hose attached to my face. Oh, Holy no. crap! I'm yeah. so sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, on a lighter, note how, yes, a your, lighter uh, note, how did you find your you find your artist Zach ex- Laner? I, oh, we actually. I say it right, Laner. Uh, I, I've known the guy for
1: years now. I, I always get it wrong. I always say Zach Lenner, Laner, Wainer. Wiener. Lenner, Weiner,
2: Lenner? I think it's Lenner. Okay, I think Lenner. it's Zach Lenner. Lenner. Okay. I was thinking it was Lenner too, but I did I just didn't want to go out on there and I I love,
1: I love the kid. But um he he is a um he or he was someone that Oni knew they wanted to work with. Okay. He came out of SCAD.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: Georgia. So, yeah, yeah. So he's a SCAD grad. Um, SCAD grad. So they knew they wanted to work with him, um, but they didn't have a project in mind for him. So And th- that was kind of the case. They had a, a bunch of different artists that they wanted to work with, but they didn't have anything for them. So they kind of um, did test designs for our book. So we saw a couple of different artists do different designs for our book, and then like we settled on Zach,
0: and there we go. So yeah, that's I, lo- I love him. the art. The art's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, we... Zach is working on book two right now, and so we're seeing, like, new pages come in, and he'll be the first to say, like, he didn't re- really know what he was doing in book <laughs> one. Like, that was his first big book, so yeah. that was... He was learning how to how to do a
0: book yeah. on that one. And so now, also how to please, you know, a publication, and then also work with writers that yeah. weren't his friends. Yeah, so... Um, I'm sure I mean I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> I like
2: his honesty about how you were saying that he's like I didn't really know what I was doing in that yeah, first he's one like, uh, like that, that's one thing he talked about um, or we, we've talked about with him
1: is and you'll see it like he tries out some things in the first book that look like completely out of place because he was just trying something out
2: I've already read the first 20 pages and I kind of got that impression in a, in a yeah there's a couple a panels parts. where you're like it looks like a different artist because yeah. he was
1: trying something out
0: yeah that's and exactly and what I was it's a, And so, the book was on a schedule, so I think those panels just stayed in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. All right. But, yeah, I mean, it's it stylized.
2: It but. worked. Yeah. It totally worked. Now, you were included in the anthology Jam from the Derby Girls back in 2010, and now in Monsters and other scary shit. Yes, I said that. Now, anthologies are important to the comic industry, but what do you think an- anthologies help add in particular? On a personal level or uh, on a, like a macro level? Maybe on a macro level first and then from your personal yeah, opinion. Absolutely. So on the
1: macro level, I think anthologies are important because they kind of let creators be um, explored by different audiences. Okay. Like someone might pick up a book for like a story by some person. Like, oh, like oh, I really like this artist. I really like they have a story in here. Right. So they will pick up that book they're also eventually going to probably read all the other stories. Yeah. So they might find um, another, a new creator to follow.
2: Oh, okay. Um,
1: and then sort of on the personal level, anthologies are a great way to just get work out there. And yes. as writers, that's the hardest thing because comics is a medium that rec- literally requires art to yes, exist. Yeah. So when you're, when you're functioning just as the writer, you are automatically relying on someone else to be involved, to get your work out. Right. And if you want to hustle more work, you need to have more work out. Yes. So anthologies are a way that I can have something that I can talk about, that I can sell at conventions, that I can show to people at conventions, to be like, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this story in here. Give me another job.
2: There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do you believe this is the golden age of indie comics that we are currently living in right now? Yes,
1: because it is literally easier than ever for people to put work out.
2: Um, Definitely so, creator-owned type of work. Yeah.
1: So independent work, creator-owned work. Um, it, it is it is so incredibly easy to get your work out. Yes. Like, except if you're just a writer, then it's hard because you have to get an artist involved. But, like, like, um, in general, the only thing stopping people from putting work out there, because you can put stuff out on the Internet for free. Right. Like, the only thing keeping people from putting work out is themselves. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, if you have a piece of paper and a pencil, you can do a comic. Yep. Yeah. And if you have a cell phone, you can take a picture of that comic and upload it to the internet. Yep. You have a web comic. You know. In other like, words,
2: the only thing that you really need nowadays is the will to do it.
0: Exactly. What now? Will you will you consider a web a web comic a comic like um, a comic book? Like, are, are there are there kind of um, yeah, just like, you know, um, I know there's a lot more nuance walls and to stuff, the yeah.
1: terms, but like, I think this is a,
0: probably should ask everybody this question. <laughs> yeah, this I is think a, that's a good question because there is kind of
1: like, it also kind of speaks to kind of ideas of gatekeeping and yeah. gate crashing. Right, right. Um, like, oh, that's not a webcomic. It's not structured like correctly. But like, if it's a comic on the World Wide Web, it is technically a webcomic. But yes, there right. is kind of, it's kind of the same idea, like, because com- when I think of technically what a webcomic is, I think of it as something more akin to the structure and presentation of, like, the newspaper comics. It has to be yeah, shorter. Definitely. It's serialized. It's, yep. d- like, day by day. Um, there's no hard and fast rule. Yeah. Like, and there, there shouldn't be. It's It's, why should we kind of limit ourselves as creators. Yeah. Like, just just do comics. Like, I don't care what format you're going to do it in.
0: See, now that brings me up to this point. Now we're going to start asking everybody this question now. Yeah, way like, better. Now, so, like, how has comic books now turned just into comics? Because you always had comic strips versus comic books. But now with, like, everything else is changing, everything's kind of coming together. I mean, they're making books, you know, these comic strips into books or now them be just becoming web series. Do we just consider this now comics? Sorry, just That's, a thinker. What do you think? No, wow. um, again, it's like the, the <laughs> interesting of the, like the
1: terminology and like what... Like because you used to have people make a clear line between comic books and graphic novels. Yeah. Because right. graphic novels were something to be taken seriously. Graphic novels were mouse and Watchmen and like yes. things that you want studied or from hell. Like it's, it's things that like, oh no, this isn't a comic book. This is a graphic novel. This can be in a college <laughs> yeah. course where it's... In now some ways, trades. yeah, yeah, and yeah, like trade paperbacks, yes. yeah, trade it's paperbacks and stuff like that. Are Art is covers. there a certain point where we are just kind of up our own ass about it? Yeah, like it's comics. Uh, you can like if you want to be more specific and say like, oh, this is, I do comic books. Um, yeah, that's cool. But yeah. d- but when you say that, like if someone is like, oh, no, I do comic books, are you saying you also won't do a graphic novel? Or are you saying you won't do something that's just for the web? Because yeah. if your answer is no, I only love this one way in which this art form is presented. Cool for you, yeah, right. But like the rest of us, don't have to play by your rules, yeah.
0: And I ask because you know, Comixology was a really big game ca- changer because you, there are now web comics on Comixology, mm-hmm. yeah. manga. Everything is now on technically the web in digital form, and now a lot of comics now are made for the digital form. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's just. That digital just, just revolution probably
2: has more led to.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll have this discussion next month since we're going to Comic Con. We don't have a comic yeah. in mind. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> if you want to be on, we'd love to have you on. Um, I'll be on. All right. Uh, your, your turn, my friend. <laughs> next question. Uh, now, who are your literary and artistic uh, influences? I guess it's literary. Oh, uh, well, I guess it could be both. Yeah, because yeah, I, I would
1: say I, I would answer like our sort of artists or artists I look to. Because a lot of the times when you're. Writing. When you're writing, you're kind of picturing like oh, what this what would this look like if such and so and so drew it. Yeah, um, like I would say part of the large my biggest literary influence is Harlan Ellison. Um, oh yeah, he's my but he's he's the first author that I read and loved as a personality as well as as just a writer, like who I who I gravitated towards just as a person. Yeah, because like I wrote a I wrote a like in like an essay about him in seventh grade. Um, uh, it's awesome like, though. And it, it's all from the sci-fi channel show, sci-fi buzz, which you're too young yeah, for. I'm, I'm, you I, might remember, yes, I remember as I'm pointing. Cause that makes good radio. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Audience loves good. that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Harlan Ellison <laughs> yeah. used to host like a commentary section, like on that show. And that's how I knew, first saw him as like a personality and saw his opinion. And that's when I sought him, sought him out as a writer. That's so cool. Um, so him, even though you don't see it a lot in most of my work, I'll, I'm starting to work more on, like, short prose, yeah. which I wrote a story, story recently that I'm like, this oh, this is me just aping Harlan Ellison in, in some respects. <laughs> but, like, not where I felt I was doing a bad job, but it's clearly I was thinking of, like, how, like, if Harlan Ellison was telling the story, what kind of, what would the word choices be? What would the, like... The structure of it be and so in some ways like i was kind of aping him but right, not right, completely yeah, yeah but like harlan Ellison, definitely literary um in comics like since i'm a very dialogue based writer uh-huh. like you like in tv and stuff like playwright stuff um the more talky writers like brian michael bendis yeah like, oh yes and i and i'll say like his alias stuff like early Bendis is where I felt like he kind of really shined in that and really created. And then I think he wanted to try different things. And I wasn't so much of a fan of the different things because it kind of became like everyone spoke with the same voice.
0: Um, I can but like I can definitely understand that.
1: Yeah, it's like everyone's a smart ass. Everyone like <laughs> w- when a when a writer starts to develop dialogic structures that right. you can parody, uh-huh. that is not a good sign. Where they yeah. you can you can write parodies of Brian Michael Bendis, you can write parodies of Hickman. Like
2: yeah, especially Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, is. it
1: doesn't say that they're bad writers, but it says that they have ticks. It's same yeah. like with um, Aaron Sorkin. Like oh. Aaron Sorkin has dialogic structures that he goes to again and again and again, and in like. Some of his stuff is great, but yeah. it also is like, yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, I know. Like, like, uh-huh. uh, like,
0: Newsroom season two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then like watch, like, so you got like Newsroom where he's like doing sitcom, and then West Wing where he's like, oh, the walk and talk, like he just where he's like he turned the walk and talk into an art form.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then pretty
1: much. He did like Studio sixty, which was then oh, like, my God,
0: I forgot about Studio sixty. Studio yep. sixty. Jesus. Oh,
1: uh, this is my Sorkin. Um, Anecdote is I was in a sketch comedy group when Studio 60 was on, and we did a parody show of (laughs) Studio 60, um, which we were like, okay, let's do a parody of Studio 60 as a show, but also like take the sketches that were on Studio (laughs) 60 and try to create what those sketches would be in the full form. Like, because you would just see like a snippet of it. Right. So then we wrote like what the whole terrible sketch would be. (laughs) Yep. We did the show once at a tiny theater in Santa Monica, and like ten people were in the audience, and we thought that'd be the end of it, but um the director well no, the director of the troupe got a call from like an l a Times writer who was doing a story just about how comedians were viewing Studio sixty because um, news slash comedians and sketch comedians hated studio sixty because it was garbage,
0: yeah, like, and so like most people so. yeah,
1: so like there was several articles about how like. <laughs> comedians hate studio 60 and Aaron Sorkin started to like respond to it. Like he engaged with the trolls like for, (laughs) Uh, for back then though. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and so it was weird to have articles like interviews with Aaron Sorkin where he'd call out my sketch group by name um, and talk about how like we were (laughs) talentless hacks.
2: Um, (laughs) Oh man.
1: And so that was, that's weird. And so that's my Aaron Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin does a lot of Coke. I'll say that.
2: Uh, (laughs) Wow.
1: You can edit that out. No, uh, you know,
0: he did, he won't, you know, uh, he did go to trial. He won't for, listen. Um, and if he does, then that will be just giving gonna, more publicity. He's going to the say podcast. That and that will be more publicity for that us. November. Exactly. exactly. Even, bad public, even bad publicity is it's good, good publicity. publicity. Exactly. All
2: right. There are a lot of writers that suffer from writer's block that prevents them from finishing stories. Now, when it comes to crunch time, how do you overcome that?
1: I like to have a lot of irons in the fire. So when I feel like... I am running up to a, a block. I just work on a different project until, huh. like, until I'm ready to go back to it. Like I, I, I'm in kind of a lull right now because I only have one short story that I'm working on. I did have five different things that I was working on two weeks ago. I was working, huh. on, um, working on a script for a new short comic that I hope to have out early next year. Um, working on the script for book three of Junior Braves. I was writing a pilot script for fun. Nice. And then working on a short story. Um, so, so four projects. Uh, I could probably make up a fifth one, but no, yeah, it was right. four projects. <laughs> so I was working on four projects where like, each night I was like, all right, I'll work on this one for half an hour, work on that one for 20 minutes. Yeah. You were working on a, on a
0: third Steve Jobs movie. Yes. That's what it was.
1: Oh, actually, no, I did have five, because we were, uh, oh, gr- Greg and I were working on a pitch for a, a project that might be going forward, but no- nothing's signed yet, so I won't say anymore. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, so I had five <laughs> different things I was working on, and, like, yeah, if I'd get stuck with one, I'd just move on to the other, like, right?
2: awesome. until I was ready to go back to it. That way you're still being productive at the same yeah. time while not totally just stopping what you're doing. Right, basically. so I'm
1: not just, like, sitting, looking at Facebook. Um, the, how that, did eh? you know what i do everything no, that's, no, mean, that's the hardest thing is i kind of wish i had a way oh no i do have a way i'm just not gonna do it I, <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i wish i had a way to just like turn off facebook
0: all right which uh. i which
1: really means i just wish i could turn off the world for like an hour yeah. pretty
0: much facebook is the world now and it really yeah, so, sucks so like Let's i do honest
1: so i don't need to know like what's going on like because nothing's going on i can just work and then you know turn facebook
0: back on but
1: <laughs> it's right. a hard temptation
0: all right, we'll, we'll we'll do lightning round for the next four. Um, what is your favorite comic book genre?
1: Oh, I can't do lightning round with that. Um, <laughs> honest, honestly, I I will be honest. I will be honest. Superheroes.
0: That's fine. Yeah, I love superheroes. But I
1: feel like I should say something like better. Like, oh, I really like Polish um, anti-fascist <laughs> soccer books, or or sci-fi <laughs> westerns, Silver Age only. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I should have a better answer, but no, I I still love
0: superheroes. <laughs> I want to find that book for you, and you're gonna read it. I was like, "What the shit is this crap?"
1: <laughs> it's superheroes or zombies, because I pretty much what I buy is either of either of those
0: two. So then, Marvel <laughs> Zombies was like the thing then.
1: I didn't like. I did not like Marvel Zombies. Like Thank it. you. Because they a weren't lot zombies. Of people didn't like it. They weren't actually zombies. Yeah, they were just rotting monster things. Like <laughs> they didn't act like zombies. Nothing. I, re- I talk a lot of shit about other creators on podcasts, and it's fine because <laughs> no okay. one knows who I am right now. But someday this is going to blow up, and I'm going to be in a meeting. We don't have that many
0: listeners, so don't uh, worry. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to
1: be at a pitch meeting with Marvel, and Bendis is going to be across from me. He's going to be like, so you don't like my teamwork, huh?
0: No, but you said a lot <laughs> of great things about him. I really liked your early you stuff. You know what? We've heard some really bad things about him. I mean, I, I like him, yeah. but, you know, but every artist has to own up to things. You yeah. know, like, even me. Yeah. Like, I know I'm a horrible I'm a horrible interviewer. I almost forgot the word interview. So, you know, I mean, I got to own up to things. Yeah. I always got to laugh. You know what? And also, I'm also one of the people who think if somebody like really, really like, you know, has these opinions about you that you should be able to have respect for them and actually listen to them and be like, you know what? Maybe tell me more. Like, I always that's what I want to be. I want to be that kind of boss is where I basically like. I, I want to have like all right Friday. Some you come in my office in ten minutes. Just give me straight shit, just straight up shit for me to work on and how to be a better boss. I want to be at that level. Oh, anyway, there you go. Little okay. rant. Little rant for I guess way in the future. Well, well
2: ranted, my friend. Now, <laughs> in your case, what have you been reading lately? Oh, uh, what have I been reading? I thought
1: about, like, how to answer this, because what, what have I been reading lately? I uh, backed the uh, Alterna Press, like, newsprint comics. Oh, Alterna. Was, was, so was
0: that on Kickstarter or mm-hmm. something? Yep. How did we miss that? Is it over?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's funded, so, oh, like, okay. you can now, like... Well, good for them. Order, <laughs> order the books with your local comic shop. So I got that. I got sort of the, the starter pack with the ones I wanted, which had, like, Mother Russia, which I really liked, which is oh. zombie book. Um, Adam Rack. I think I'm pronouncing it right, which is like a kid sci-fi book. Um the oh shoot, the, like the horror camping one, which I'm now kind of forgetting the name of, but Oh the creep, uh, the creature, the cra crag a cragger criggity crew. Yeah, the
2: cra- crazy- princes- the craggity. The, meditate- um, um, the crabby something.
1: <laughs> the crabby the patty. Tra- um <laughs> uh, <laughs> so reading that <laughs> nice. and um I'm reading um, karate. Okay. Um, because a, a project I'm working on, someone was like, oh, have you read America, America Karate? Which is really hard to say. I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, you should read it. Make sure you're not. Who's it from? It is, shoot, Who? Um, Action Lab. Oh. I want to see it's Action yeah. Lab, but cool. I could okay. be wrong on that.
0: I'll check it out. I, lo- I love Action uh, Lab. It's by
1: one of, the, one of the artists on Bob's Burgers. And so oh, it's, it's a awesome. send-up of like Chuck Norris style '80s action movies.
0: Oh, oh wow. wow, that reminds me of uh, of uh, Darby Pops. That um, does remind me of Darby Pops. Oh my right. god, why am I forget what it's called? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Great book. I forgot what it's called. And uh, when will we see more Junior Braves? That he is said an that volume two the,
1: It's being volume two is being drawn right now. We're hoping. 2018, But it's really okay. hard to say because it, it'll come out when the art is done. And yep. those are like book one is over 200 pages. Yeah. Book two, I think, is just shy of 200 pages. Okay. Okay. Um, and so look for books three, four, and five to be 120 pages. Uh, <laughs> so you keep going down. Yeah, we're like, ah, oh, Jesus. It, it takes it book it 17. takes them a really long page. time to draw these.
0: <laughs> we should maybe make them shorter. <laughs> Books, book 17, one page. Yeah. <laughs> Zombies, ah! Uh, the end. <laughs> and last question <laughs> of the night for Jeff.
2: And finally, let's wrap it up here. But what are you up to for the rest of this year, my friend? Oh,
1: I have a... Uh, I'm really bad at planning ahead. So I don't do nearly enough shows, (laughs) but I'm doing Sinister Creature Con this weekend, which it's a horror convention. Which I've never. I have family up there, so I get uh, the double credit of a family visit and doing a business trip for two birds, one stone. Two birds is one stone. Um, So Sinister Creature Con, and then I'll be at San Diego Comic Con. Oh oh, yeah, which uh, I don't think I have any signings scheduled, but I also haven't asked. Um, to do a signing. So (laughs) mm, we'll see. Maybe they'll have room on the schedule. Um, And then I think I am going to be at Bakersfield Comic Con. Nice. Which I hear is actually a really good show for indie comics. Good. Um, And that is in September. Uh, And I think that's it for the year. That's awesome. There's other
0: cons and stuff like that, but we'll figure figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Any other questions? I... I think we just about covered it, dude. Wow, yes. (laughs) This is a great
2: episode. Well,
1: can I ask you guys some questions? Sure, absolutely. (laughs) All right, what what are you reading right now?
2: You want to go first? Right now, currently, I am going back and trying to find old issues of the 1970s uh, Conan the Barbarian, actually. I want to get the omnibus. I just haven't found a good reasonable price yet to get it. And uh, so I'm rereading that because I am a big lover of, of you know, Robert E. Howard's uh, world that he set with the Hyborian Age and all that. I love that particular story. But the thing that I am more psyched for than anything right now, is not necessarily comic related, but it is the uh, Baron and Luthien story that Christopher Tolkien is editing that should be out later this year. Nice. And I am just, oh, I am so psyched for that. <laughs> <laughs> now if they were to do that as a comic too, I would just about I would just roll over the roll over on the floor and die right now yeah. of, of happiness.
0: <laughs> um so right now I, I started to read and I, I kind of put it down cuz I've been so busy ish lately or I was busy last week. Uh Octopus Pie which is actually a web comic that I have an actual physical they actually have the physical uh, copy of pretty cool looking book.
1: And Did you tweet about it or post about it on Facebook? Maybe
0: I think a while back. Oh, okay, so. uh,
1: then I saw someone else I know tweeted about it. Oh
2: really? And just today.
0: Oh yeah. I was like, t- oh yeah. yeah, I've me. it, yeah. Okay. I've been, I mean, okay. I mean, I I picked it up a little bit, read the first maybe twenty pages uh, of the day or last week, and then uh, it's been a rough week. But anyways, uh, and then I'm about to start picking up. Um, now I have Comicsology, and they had a bunch of free stuff, and uh, uh, I'm gonna start reading more manga again. Um, continue on with One Punch Man. I'm gonna read. Uh, I gotta read Super uh, Pro Ko from Oni as well. I've had that book since last Comic Con, and I still have yet to read it. I love Oni Press, and uh, and then <laughs> thanks. Thank you to Dylan at Comic Con Revolution. We got a huge stack of like 18 of 18 trades. He just threw at me. And I'm going to start reading all of those. About and a sixth of them are at my house right now that I'm actually. I love you, to Dylan, but holy well. shit, you're too nice to us. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I'm reading or I'm trying to plan on reading. So um, now that I have a lot more free time, but uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one little bit I will
2: add too: I'm also going back and I'm reading Curtis uh, Weeby's uh, Rat Queens that he did for yes. Image.
0: I'm sorry, that's on my pull list, and I read the first issue. That, that, that's the, the current need,
2: volume right now. I'm, re- I'm going through go volume back. one again, and oh.
0: Thanks for listening in. Our podcasts are available on iTunes and other podcast apps. And, of course, our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. We have articles, web series, and other podcasts available for you to enjoy as well. While you're there, go ahead and contact us. We would love to hear from you. And to stay updated, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we stream on Twitch. Intro is provided by binsound.com And you can buy Ju- Bra- Oh my god! Junior, Junior Braves Brave of, of the Apocalypse. apocalypse. Wow. On Oni Press' on store, Amazon, local comic book shop, if you go and ask them. And also, there was another thing that I found. You can get it on Comicsology. Comicsology, that's what I was thinking oh, of. Also,
1: I always like to push barnesandnoble.com. Yes. Because they were a huge supporter of the book um, <gasps> ooh, ooh, early okay. on and bought a ton of copies. I love Barnes & Noble. And so I worked I'd, there, and it was a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. I, I really want them to sell out more of their stock so they
0: don't send it back to Oni Press. Right. So, <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. And, um, but yeah, so come and join the gathering. Have a great week and G-G-G-G! GGG! See, Erica didn't forget this one. Woo! Yeah! Junior oh, yeah. Braves! I can't believe... It. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. It's, I'm, the apocalypse. Junior Braves of the, of the apocalypse. I didn't have enough coffee. I had, like, eight coffees.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> I am one of those people who, like, I rarely
0: stop drinking
1: coffee. Yeah, right?
0: Once you get it going and, yeah. it's, and it's, like, an unlimited supply, you're like, oh, I will reach unlimited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the,
1: I'm the only person in my office that drinks coffee. What? So, essentially, my coffee... that like That's evil. Yeah, the company just pays for my coffee. I drink... 10 cups of coffee while I'm at work yeah. like, over the course of the day and uh, I usually have more later